Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. In each episode, you will be hearing from a thought leader, a coach, a trainer, a speaker, someone who is desiring to bridge the gap between where you are and where you desire to be. Their stories will be authentic. Their stories will be humbling. Their stories will be impactful. So please tune in and enjoy. Hey everyone, we're back, we're back, we're back, and we are here with another Hot Takes where we were always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. And so today, I told y'all, this year is all about practitioners, this year is all about uh, bringing you all people who get dirty in the work that they do, Uh, (laughs) and and we want to know why the work is the work. In there, in the woods. But this is somebody who, uh, in February for me, is is um, you know again, it's not only Black History Month, but I wanted to highlight some people that are close to me, special to me, um, who who ride for boss. Um, but I, but I also uh, have their back um, as it pertains to what they have going on in their expertise in the world. And so for you today, for you today, I got one of the homies. Ohioan in the house, Buckeye in the house, we ah, all of that, all of that, right? I got Doctor Shanae. What is going on, sister? Everything in a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Everything in a little bit. So you you gotta break that one down for the people. So tell people who you are, where you're located, uh, and then we'll get into this thing. All right. Well, I am Dr. Shanae. As he said, I am an organizational development psychologist as well as a therapist and a bunch of other stuff. But ultimately, (laughs) what I have done is cultivate what I think is the secret to leadership wellness and also making sure that the organizational culture actually is impacted by that. So I also serve as a business coach and an OD consultant. So that is what I do. Yeah. All right. So, so uh, as an organizational psychologist, don't be scared, y'all. If you if you out there in the chat and uh, you you showed up, don't be don't be no looky loo. Uh, you gotta ask some questions. You gotta jump in, jump in, and don't let me have all the fun. But I'll, I'm always interested in in again. I know my story around why organizational leadership is a thing for me mm-hmm. so much. So I made myself go back to school. But why yes. the area of organizational <laughs> psychology? Well, let me just say this. Okay, I did not tell you guys. First of all, I'm from Ohio. I'm now in LA, downtown Los Angeles. So this is actually a part of my journey of why I even decided to go back to school. So I started off in Ohio. I was specifically working in Columbus, Ohio at, um, in federal healthcare. Okay. And so I went from a place of quickly climbing to quickly being placed in a box. (laughs) And so that box led to me saying, wait a minute, um, that's not going to change who I know I am what my purpose is and the impact I'm supposed to make on the world. And so even as a young child, I knew that. And so I began to experience burnout (laughs) to like, I don't even know what degree, Um, but it was so horrible that I began to figure out, well, 
everything that I'm trying to do self-care wise and all doing all the stuff that as a therapist, we tell our clients to do. So it was like, okay, um, this isn't working and I'm still burnt out. I'm a bit ashy and such, you know? <laughs> and so when it was all said and done, it was like, okay, let me look at what's going on. Went to my supervisors for help, went to, you know, doing the chain of command, like they told me to, and nothing changed. I was still burnt crisp. And so it was like, okay, well, let's figure this out then. Can we at least do something about the environment? And I said, so no one, no one wants to take me on it. All right, great. I guess I got to do it myself. So I went back to school and I was like, I'm not going to go back to do more therapy because we already figured out that I was doing it and there's no point to waste time. So it was like, okay, hmm, how about I try to figure out what's wrong with the leaders? Because psychology is what made me as a young child say, what's wrong with my family? So what, what can we do to figure it out? So now it was like, what's wrong with the leadership? What's wrong with the organizations? And what can I do about it? And so when it was all said and done, it was like, okay, I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try this. And I went back to school and the thing for me was, I am going to find a way to help the leaders because they also ended up being people that a lot of people didn't think need help because they were the leaders. No one goes to a leader and say, oh, you know, how are you feeling? Let's sit down and talk about that. You know, <laughs> and how is your imbalance impacting those that you lead? How is it that you sick, whether it's mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, whatever it was, and now that you all like a sour puss and such, you, you projecting that out to everybody else. And so when it was all said and done, okay. it was just like, okay. Mommy, are you okay? See, my son asked me, am I okay as a leader? <laughs> and just so that you guys know, he's my colorful commentary. So he is on the books. Okay. And so when it's all said and done. Podcast hero right there. That's my boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, LJ all the way. There you and go. So, um, it was basically just that, you know what? I want to make sure that the leadership are at least mindful enough to know how to take care of themselves mm -hmm. so that then they, in turn, don't first project their issues onto the staff, the mid managers. Basically, a lot of times when leaders get uh, what I've noticed, I'll say that when leaders are not in a place of um, like balance, they first start to retreat. And that's what is one of the first first signs of burnout. You start to self-isolate because we're people. The first thing we start to think is, what do I need to do about me? Self-preservation. So then you have mid managers that are sitting up here like, so what what to do, boss? They're like, um, well, Figure it out. Let me know what you come up with. You know what I mean? <laughs> Has anybody ever had that happen to them? Tell me what you think. You know, you thinking, oh, you know, they want to hear about my expertise. But I bet you when you get into a stuck situation, you'll know where that place was coming from. If when you come back and say, I need help, they're still not able to help. So then it's like, OK, so what are we doing here? We're creating a toxic environment whether it's for the short term or the long term, but people feel it either way. 
So yeah. that doesn't help the individual doing the work really a, like have that space of psychological safety. Yeah. So I, and I lo- and I love that because uh, and, and shout out to because uh, we did a, did a whole whole section on that one. Shout out to the D. Ross on now one for pulling up the Amy Edmondson work um, and, and all of that. And I know you, I know you deep in, in the, in the psychological safety work. Yeah. I want to, I want to uh, recap a couple points you, that you brought up mm-hmm. and one talked about imbalance. That's just not in your, 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 your actual nutrition, but that's imbalance in actual capacity to handle emotion, feelings, all that yes. other stuff. But, but there's, that, there's a bias that you mm-hmm. pulled up too in that people look at people in positions of authority and there's a natural assumption that they got there because they knew what to do. Yeah. And, and, and I, <laughs> I, I, I have to tell my story. Y'all, we being humble, right? We being hot. Yeah. Don't blame it on my head. Yeah. When I first transitioned out the military, I was like, I knew how we got trained as leaders. Mm-hmm. Like I went to a school where at every rank and I'm talking about the schools got longer. Like first one was 16 weeks. Second one was almost six months. And then the next one was like even longer than that. Where when I came out here, they was like, I was like, oh, what schools have y'all gone to for your leadership roles? They were like, huh? I was just good at my job. And somebody thought I could lead people. I was oh, like, nah, for real. Where the, where, the, where, the, where the punk's camera at? Like you lying. And That's so I real. was meeting leaders who couldn't hold my water as it pertains to leadership. And I'm like, but I was leaning on them for support and all these other things, but not now that I know that was actually doing a more damage because yeah. I wasn't a being a supportive team member by recognizing and trying to manage up or at least support them in some kind of way where they had gaps and they had holes. And yeah. so when you think about this, particularly around what you identified as, you know, one of the biggest points, and I want to pull it up, is you talk about leaders like being emotionally intelligent. Like, Mm -hmm. why is that important for leaders to become emotionally intelligent? Well, first of all, like just a basic baseline is the reason is because it makes you have a higher level, critical thinking, problem solving, creativity. But let's get into the meat of it. First of all, Emotional intelligence. What is it? Not everybody knows what it is. They've heard it. They may have heard emotional intelligence, EQ, EI, you know, all the likes of it. But either way, emotional intelligence is basically having the ability to be self-aware. So, hey, what am I feeling? Oh, shoot, I'm upset. Okay. And then self-management. So now that I know that I'm upset, what am I going to do about it? Am I in a safe space to be able to express myself? Do I have the skills to express myself or If not, do I have a pause to step away, you know? And then once you have that self-management down, it's then how are you going to be able to assess what's going on with other people that you're interacting with in any given moment? Empathy, you know, do you have what it takes to be able to not only check yourself, but check yourself in a space to where you're open to hear, not just like, like to really hear what people are saying from their heart versus jumping to conclusions of, oh, they, they being insubordinate again, huh? You know, you mad, huh? You know, that's my son's new saying. <laughs> I'm like, where do you get that from? Anyway, um, <laughs> so once you do that, then, okay, I'm empathetic, but then now how am I 
doing with my social skills? How am I doing with interacting with them? Now that I know that what I'm feeling, what I'm going to do about it, what they may be feeling in that situation, and then how best are we going to interact? You can, first of all, be more in a place of self-awareness when you're like, hmm, I'm going to dig deeper into what I'm thinking through introspection. And as a leader, if you are allowing your emotions to overtake you, ultimately, how can you really strategize? How can you more clearly make some decisions that are objective? If you don't even know what you're feeling, you don't know if you're feeling, okay, we're in a pandemic, you're feeling this space of um, depression. At this point, cabin fever for three months or more is now considered um, depression. Okay, just to let you know. And so if you're depressed, meaning you're completely disconnected from everybody else, then how in the world are you going to do something that's pertaining to engaging employees? How are you going to advise on professional development when you are so in this space of dissonance that you really don't even care? Ooh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you, gotta, you, know, you gotta put some you gotta put some music to what that last part you talk about. Man. Here's here's the funny part, right? Because people know how to how to use it, right? Everybody's skilled in, in uh Google these days. Oh, um, Google and, Academy is making money, right? It's, <laughs> and and so when you talk about breaking down not just empathy, but really breaking down, you know creating safety, not only for your environment, but for yourself mm-hmm. and, and really honoring yourself with what's real versus that kind of that dissonance you just described. Like how do yeah. people, how do people go from just being prescribing themselves something to, okay, taking action and beginning to move in a, in a healthy direction? Well, it, it takes selflessness. It takes being a servant leader at the get-go, because if it's not in you at all to really put all of your emphasis on a shared vision, all of your emphasis on, you know, developing and enhancing others' talents, then your mindset won't be there as a baseline, period. So there are some baseline developments that are, are necessary to help you with that shift, to help you with that resilience. But if you're if you don't have that as a baseline, some of the things you can do, first of all, is when you are in a space of emotional intelligence and you're like, okay, I am assessing this is where I am, and you begin to then go to the second part of it, which is outside of yourself, then it's how do these people feel? And again, if your baseline is sour, that's not going to change too much. But when it comes down to it, if you are in that space of being an authentic servant leader and you are burned out and you are experiencing personal depression, not just workplace burnout, because it is separate, workplace burnout and depression because of this pandemic. Maybe you go home as a leader and a lot of people don't ask, but you go home to just you and your cat. 
you know, you may be dealing with that, but when you are in a space where you can look and say, okay, wait a minute, let me get myself together. Because if I don't at least have a conversation, the second part of emotional intelligence will not happen. The creativity, the problem solving, the interaction, the engagement with others, you won't know that unless you're in that space of empathy. And once you're in that space, again, the final piece, sort of speak, of emotional intelligence is then what are you going to do about that connection between yourself and others? And that's where it actually happens. So if you're in that space and you're like, how do I get out of it? Go through the course, do the work, start looking within, like, where am I at, first of all? Where am I? And then what am I going to do about it? Am I just going to sit there and say, okay, um, hmm, I'm depressed and it's hard. No, you need to get you a therapist. <laughs> okay. You need to get you a coach that's going to help you step out and start organizing some action steps forward. Action, action, action is the biggest thing. You can't sit there in your own head and think that it's going to manifest outside. You have to do the work. And if you're not willing to do the work and feel that you're too tired to do it, then you need to pass the baton to someone else. Yeah. And that is actually ethics. If you are no longer able to lead the tribe of folks that you are either in the role to lead or are purpose to lead, then you need to designate someone else, yeah. outsource, do what you need to do because the people are vital period, to the success of any company. Yeah. So it's if you need to step back, step back. I, I think you 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 hit on, um, and just so y'all know, I mean, when you got when you got Dr. Shanae around, you gotta you gotta let it play like an eight track. Ain't no skipping, fast forwarding, nothing. You just gotta let it ride. Um because it, 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 it's you you never know what's gonna happen like from play to play play. Yeah. All the songs, all the, that's what all the old school songs had to be on point. You just gotta right. let it ride. You um, gotta let it ride. One of the biggest things that I love that you talked about there is for leaders, the relational part of the emotional intelligence, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and really the and you talked about it of influence, right? impact on others like you have to know hurt people hurt people and as a leader when you have people that are depending on you there's again maslow talks about you know that base level of needs well there's mm -hmm. some emotion tied up in people feeling whole at work and if you're a leader and you're in position you're spewing on people and you're harming others again glass door for the last decade in the top five things why people quit organizations it, money's not money's maybe number five, but it's mm -hmm. people stuff. It's relationship mm -hmm. stuff. Why people leave organizations and they talk about culture. What's culture? Mm -hmm. People. Mm -hmm. A widget, the widgets you make and the products you make aren't the culture. It's the people. And so when you talk about just something as, as you know, it sounds simple, burnout, right? If, if, mm -hmm. What does it look like? to create awareness to know you do. Cause it's one thing to say, there's a feeling, there's an emotion, but if you haven't given yourself the space mm -hmm. to even process why you just went off on your kids or why you just went off on your employees mm -hmm. or why you just went off on the cashier at the grocery store who just asked you to grab a product that actually had a label 
and not the one that you grabbed. Like, why? Like, can can you help people? Of where do you start? Because self care, getting the type of things support you need. Let's. Be, I'm gonna be honest with you. In in my community, where I come from, my family, nobody ever really talked about support until we were good and good and grown. We were good and grown before we started talking about coaching, a therapy, or counseling because there was such a connotation that something was some you something wrong with you if you need that level yeah. of support. Yeah. So where do people start? Well, I think there's a couple things. Um, the first thing that I would like to say is for those that it's going to take a lot more to do anything to get them connected to somebody to talk about their business. You know, um, <laughs> I would say, first of all, you have to create the time and create the space. Anytime you're doing anything different, you have to prepare yourself for a shift and a change. And usually when you do that, you're taking time alone with yourself. And you're, if nothing else, not being stuck in the same stories that have gone on in your head, but putting it out, taking it out, like doing, I I tell my both patients and clients, do a brain dump. When we're first getting started, I need you to do a brain dump because anything that I'm telling you is just going to be on that top, like the top where it just falls off after you like dealt with all that mess. You need to create space. So sit down with yourself, get quiet, write it out. You know, you don't want to talk to anybody about your mess, write it down and just time it. Always tell people to time it because what you're going to end up noticing is you really only got a little bit of time for the mess. Like literally your mind going to get tired of hearing its own mess that it replaced to itself. So I've told people set a timer for 10 minutes. Journal, do a brain dump, everything that's bothering you, everything that's hurting you, everything that makes you feel unsafe, everything, just write it down. And then when the timer goes off, stop. If you were still flooding, because that may happen at the very beginning of doing such an activity, if you're still going, just, you know, draw yourself a little box like a to do, to do later. Like, I'm going to get to this later. But that's it. Only give yourself 10 minutes of time to deal with the mess. And as you begin to unravel, then you start looking within and saying, what's under all of that? And once you are doing that, you're practicing introspection and you're doing a think, deep thinking beyond the narratives that play into our head. The narratives that play into our head is actually just a lot of the stuff that's unsolved. It may not mean anything. It may not even be necessary to resolve, but you have to make a decision so that your brain can move on. Our brains are like that. Yeah. We got to finish some stuff. So once you get there, that may help. Otherwise, do what a lot of people are doing nowadays. Look for someone that looks like you, that you feel comfortable talking to, that is a professional. Yeah. Set up an appointment and say, even if your disclaimer is, I don't normally talk about my business. And folks like me would be like, I understand. I was told the same thing. What happens in the family stays in the family. Yeah. And that applies to everything. Yeah. Don't talk about it. I love it. I, I love every part of that because it, it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. It just makes good, healthy sense yeah. to, to start where you're at with mm -hmm. some type of dump, yeah. if you will. And that was years ago. I Somebody introduced journaling to me as a thing. Mm -hmm. I was like, don't nobody <laughs> want to do no journaling. 
Don't miss that. I actually just came back from uh, I actually just came back from one of my second deployments, and uh, <laughs> this dude, that I and I ain't gonna put his stuff out there, um, but Don't do it. Don't do it was a family friend and, and bought me a journal, and I looked at this dude. Like it was like a welcome home from deployment party, and this dude brought a journal. I was like, dude, we don't even know each other like that. Like, you gonna be recommending a journal to me? Like, <laughs> it's like I was like, who is this cat? Like, who like and he can't play spades? So I'm oh. like, oh, you play spades and he brought a journal. I was like, yo, this is over, right? But finding somebody, and again, and I love that you said they're practitioners, right? People that, and again, look, y'all, there's something to knowledge, there's something to education, but I'm yeah. I'm talking to my practitioners and people, she's talking about people who not only are degreed that are trying to stand on, be a sage on the stage and pontificate, but people who are actually getting the reps of helping others. And if you're a coach, mm -hmm. if you're an uh, organization psychologist, psychologist, counselor, certified, all the rest of that, put your information in the chat here. Um, I want people to be able to connect with you, but because again, like you said, like Dr. Sinead said it, find somebody that vibes with you. Yeah. Just as much, just as much as you want somebody that you say yes to, a coach, counselor, anybody else, they actually are evaluating you as well. If I mm -hmm. if they want to say yes to you as a client. So yeah. understand it's a two-way street. Nobody's just saying yes to oh, a yeah. check. Nah, oh yes, nah. It, that's a fit is a thing. Um, and, and so, but you, we all need somebody to partner with, um, to navigate this life. And I love that one of uh one of the coaches in, in the Rocky Vision community, Coach John, is is out there and, and just look. Here's the funny thing about that I learned about coaching uh a couple years ago. Coaching is about people. Mm -hmm. Coaching isn't is is becomes less and less about niche, if you will. It's nice to have. It's nice to be conversationalist about it. But when you come to coach people, regardless of what they came to you for, you'll be what you need to be for them. If you're if you're worth your weight as a coach. Yeah. Right. And so when you think about where this really transitions to as it pertains to a healthy organization. I want you to help the leaders within an organization. The CEOs are listening right now. Some other folks are listening right now. When the leader isn't well, how important is it for the culture's transformation and an organization's health for that leader to find wholeness through through a health capacity? Oh, man, not only just by some of the things that I mentioned before, as far as its possible negative impact, um, not only from the standpoint of uh, being an adherence to ethics of, you know, not doing any harm. I think regardless of what field you're in, that's something that is required. And harm can come in the way, as you said, of going back to that Maslow's hierarchy of need, you know, and a lot of times just from you not stepping back to get your help, there may even be like that, like not only the things that you had listed, but then even a sense of safety. You know, I don't feel safe being able to bring up something because then I may get reprimanded. You know, regardless of what the reason is, people retreat when they don't feel safe. And that's missing out a lot on their creativity. You're basically having a self-fulfilling prophecy here. You know, like you're sitting here like, okay, not only am I not doing well, but, you know, I'm 
it, I don't want it to hurt the, the people for me to leave. Well, they're going to leave because you're still here sick. So when it's all kind, when it comes down also to um, the impact on the culture, you're modeling the way. So if you are not well and you are staying, then people start to believe that that's the way to success. You know, people, I've been in organizations where you seem to be more of a team player if you stay late, you come early and stay late, don't take breaks, you busy. This culture of um, a badge of honor of sorts because you you busy. Like, how you doing? Busy as ever. Girl, I know. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not cute. No, you need to have balance. <laughs> you know, like you need to have balance. And if you as a leader aren't stepping away while you're needing to step away, you're telling everybody else that this is the way to do it, which then perpetuates the burnout, which perpetuates this cycle of if you're not busy, you're not a team player. If you're not busy and running ragging and about to die, you ain't a, you ain't a part of my team. You need more to do. No, 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 no. No, that is why when it comes down to leadership, we really got to look into it. Wellness from all standpoints. I know that somebody put in that they are nutritionists. Yes, people need to eat right. You know, people need to make sure they're staying active. People need to make sure that they have uh, some sort of an anchor in spirituality. You know, some sort of mindset that is stable. And there's a bunch of mindset coaches out there, but I have a big question for them. What kind of mind work are you doing if you're not a therapist? When it's all said and done, let's not pretend. Mindset requires you to have mental health work done. So don't just think, oh, I got me a mindset coach that just tells me to you know, work hard and work even harder than everybody else. So what you're saying is you got somebody coaching you to an early grade. That's what you're telling them, okay? So make sure mind, body, spirit, you're taking care of yourself. <laughs> I'm just saying. Look, and I had to purposely not look at Lawrence because he was going to have me cracking up too, but I had to get the word out. Take care of yourselves and get the real folks to help you do the real work so you can have the real impact. I love it. I love it. That I, you know what I told y'all. I told y'all I know some folk, and y'all and y'all know me. I don't pull no punches. I look, look, and the crazy part about it is here's the funny part. It took me several years of doing my own work before I even remotely began down the road of doing emotional wellness coaching. I had to get well. I mean, I had to get well. I I had to get coached. I had to get some folks that were skilled, trained, certified in those areas before I even remotely wanted to approach it as a coach. Yeah. Right. And and again, because I had some things and I'm still, look, again, even though we have the certifications and all the rest of that, we're still in works in progress. It doesn't mean you're not, but. Do you already do you have the skill set to be in support of someone or is it just I like it? So I'm going to do it. 
No, like you gotta put that you gotta put that work in. And that's important. So I, I I thank you so much. I thank you so much. Um I thank you so much. <laughs> I had to put it out there. I'm sorry. Oh I'm my sorry. goodness. So I mean I, no harm. I, I, look, hey, hey, if you if if you offend it, you got an ego problem. That would, that's all that that's all that amounts to, right? Hey, if you if if you offend it, you got an ego problem, and it might have been true. Um so I need you to tell people. I need you to tell people how to find you, how to find you, how to connect with you, how, how to partner with you. Well, first of all, y'all can call Lawrence because <laughs> he know where I'll be <laughs> hiding for just a few days. <laughs> no, no, but truly, you can find me at my website. Um, I'm at www dot official sp consulting group dot com again that's www dot official sp consulting group dot com you can get on the get connected page and just let me know what you need if it's just i don't know what i need but you made some sort of sense so you can put other and then we'll talk about it later and you can also uh hit me up on any of my socials it's at the spc group that's it the spc group if you're uh, fun enough to be on Twitter, add a little underscore. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Dr. Sinead, thank you so much for, for coming coming to play in the in the high tech sandbox today. Um, I love so it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and if you find yourself being a practitioner of what you do, certified certified well you heard it here first um certified, um, certified. this is your work right and you're coming from a very humble open and transparent place and you desire just to come hang out with me uh for yeah. a little bit on, on mondays reach out yeah. to me direct message me i would love to have you on um and then there's another project that's coming soon that you'll see uh that uh my only only for my boss friends um, that will we'll have access to this other opportunity. Um, but look, hopefully you all got something out of it. If you're watching the replay, hashtag replay it. Um, but continue to share, continue to develop, but ultimately continue to get with a coach, a therapist to receive the, the level of support that you need so you can upskill. Because as leaders, uh, it always the thing is leaders are readers. No, leaders get support. Leaders get help. Um, that they need to be able to support the people uh, that are depending on them because you give so much that you need a space. You need something to help you get healthy, stay healthy. Um, and of course, and again, if you're a practitioner, uh, whether that's nutrition, whether that's wellness, whether that's emotional health, um, mm -hmm. mental health, please drop your information into the chat um, and we'll go from there. But until next time, folks, continue to have every conversation where you are humble, open, and transparent. We'll see you all soon. Thank you for listening to another Hot Takes podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. Please share, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, we love to hear from you. We love to hear from you. So until next time, make sure you present yourself every single day with intentionality. Actions over ideas always win.